0: And it baffles my mind and it messes with my head to know that God is so knowledgeable that he's omniscient. That's what the word says. He knows everything that even when we were not formed, our parents were coming together. He was there. He was present. He saw it. It was no secret. We were no surprise to him. He knew we were coming. And deeper than that. He knew what you were going to look like. He knew the color of your hair, the color of your skin, the color of your eyes, how tall you were, how short you were, your bone structure. He knew every single detail about you before our parents even came
1: together. I'm Alice Newsome, and you're listening to the Repurpose and Publish podcast. I've heard it said that Graveyard is the most valuable piece of real estate on the planet because it's filled with unrealized dreams, ideas, and visions. This podcast is about denying the grave consumption of the great content locked up in my computer and taking the bold step to share my thoughts and creativity with you. And now, here's more repurposed content from my computer.
0: I'm your host, Alice Newsom. I am so glad you joined us today as our guest. We have again, Marlena. Hello. And we have Lou. Hi. All right. Thank you guys for coming. Really appreciate it. Today, we're going to talk about God's omniscience. The word omniscient means to have complete or unlimited knowledge, awareness, and understanding. It's perceiving all things. So when we say God is omniscient, we're saying God knows everything. God knows the end from the beginning. Okay, so I have some questions for you. Since God knows the end from the beginning, biblically speaking, name something that God knew before he created the world and before he said, let there be light.
2: I believe he knew the sacrificing of Islam is going to take place. Um, you know, with that being said, he already knew what was going to happen. He already knew that, you know, the hearts of men would wax cold. So with that being said, he already knew that that would have to be a, uh, a way out for them. Uh, so the sacrifices of his son, uh, he already knew that was going to take place okay. being that they were, he's trying they probably already had that discussion. <laughs>
3: okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just to kind of piggyback off of that. I was thinking like the fall of man, he knew, even though He was going to make man his own image. He knew that they were going to or that we were going to fall and we were going to fall from his grace and we were going to go through
0: tribulation for it. So Mm -hmm. and he still created us anyway. He still did it anyway. He knew, but he created us anyway. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, historically speaking, name something that God knew before he said, let there be light. First thing that comes to my mind is
3: slavery, um, slavery in all aspects of the word, whether it be slavery that happened here in America or the Holocaust or slavery, you know, more common today, human trafficking. I mean, he knew all of that was going to happen.
2: Historically speaking, he knew that his chosen people would go away from him. Yeah, he already knew that. Uh, and being that he knew that, you know, um, all through the Bible, you find, find illustrations that even, you know, tell you about it. For example, Gomer and, uh, uh, and the prophet when he, uh, instructed him to marry Gomer. That's a direct illustration of showing how even though we go, you know, stray away, you know, he still, you know, tries to bring us back to him, just like with his chosen people.
0: Now let's make it personal. What did God know about you before he said, let there be light?
3: I believe he knew everything about me, Um, my personality type, things I would like, things I wouldn't like, things that I would fall short in, things that I would excel in. He knew my struggles, my my victories, just everything.
0: Everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. He knew all of these things, biblically speaking and historically speaking, and yet he still decided to create the world and man. Since we're studying God's omniscience, Our text is taken from one of my favorite Psalms, Psalms 139. It's awesome. And let's take a listen.
4: You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar
5: with all my ways. Before a word is Mm -hmm. on my tongue, You, Lord, know it completely. You guard me behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go
4: from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend up to heaven,
5: you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there too. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the deepest parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will hold me.
4: If I say, sure your darkness will cover me, even the night will be light all around me. Darkness cannot hide from you, and the night shines as bright as the day, for the darkness and the light are the same to you. You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came
5: to be how amazing are your thoughts concerning me oh god how vast in the sum of them if i could count them they would outnumber the grains of sand i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful I know that full well search me God and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and And lead me in in the way
4: everlasting.
3: On the, the part where it talks about when he saw me, when I was unformed in in my mother's womb and I was unformed, I immediately kind of thought about abortion, how a lot of people say, well, it's not a person yet or it's not this yet. But I guess it is because he knew us before we were even formed, like our body. We were still just a heartbeat or still, you know, mm. a embryo or whatever. Um, he knew us and that just... It's like, wow, that almost made me feel like, I mean, he knew everything even before I was formed. Yeah, that's deep.
2: I have to agree with that. Um This may seem a little deep, but I just kind of feel like, you know, say he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. It's like he already had interaction with us, maybe spiritually. Uh, and then, you know, just like he breathed into man, nostrils, and became a living soul, you know, it's, it's almost as if he, he had some kind of interaction with us before he actually, uh, predestined us to a, a human flesh, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Um, I know it's a little far-fetched, but that's just something that comes to me because, I mean, there's nothing hidden from him. He says he knows everything, you know. Um, so it's just kind of like if there's nothing that he does not know, then it's kind of like we, we were before we were. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. When I think of this psalm, I know all of it's very deep. And it baffles my mind and it messes with my head to know that God is so knowledgeable, that He's omniscient. That's what the word says. He knows everything that even when we were not formed, our parents were coming together, He was there. He was present. He saw it. It was no secret. We were no surprise to him. He knew we were coming. And deeper than that, he knew what you were going to look like. He knew the color of your hair, the color of your skin, the color of your eyes, how tall you were, how short you were, your bone structure. He knew every single detail about you before our parents even came together. And then he knew where you were going to live. He knew if you were going to be in the U.S., In Canada, in Europe, in Asia, he knew where we were going to live. He had designed all of that when our parents came together. That's really mind boggling. And I just close my eyes and I shake my head because I can't wrap my head around that. That's a God who knows us so intimately, so detailed and loves us. So that's a lot of love to be right in there where our parents are coming together. And to see it, nothing's hidden from him. You know, you can sneak off as young people do, sneak off and think nobody's seeing them. But God is right there. And even if you make a baby in secret, God is right there in secret. And that baby is no secret to God. It's a very deep psalm. And uh, it just speaks to how much God loves us, how much God cares for us, even though we go off, off the path. We go our own separate ways, but God knows how to bring us back in, like we talked about before. So this psalm is very, very deep. One thing also I thought about, um, mothers pregnant and you don't know the sex of the baby. So what do you do? You go get what? An ultrasound. An ultrasound. You want to find out about that. Tell me, what was your experience having an ultrasound? Wow. Um, the first
3: time I got to see my son... The very first ultrasound, I mean, he looked like a a pea with some little nubs. <laughs> you know, but it was amazing. Like I felt I don't know, I can't exp- I can't explain the feeling. It was just like, wow, oh my gosh, this is a human, you know, growing inside of me and you know, this is real. Uh because it took me a while to believe mm-hmm. that it was real. Mm-hmm. Um but when I got the ultrasound, it was like this is real this baby is here and just a lot of thoughts ran through my mind. Like I have to, you know, what I have to do health wise to make sure that my baby grows properly or whatever. But it was, it was just an amazing Mm -hmm. feeling an amazing sight to see that.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Lou, you've seen an ultrasound. Tell me, what did you think when you were in the doctor's office and you saw this image on the screen?
2: No, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I, ha- I have to agree with Marlena when I, when I first seen it, I think what really kind of blew me away was when I heard the heartbeat. The, that resonated with mm-hmm. me uh, because that was a part of me. You know, I, I don't think I ever loved anything that deep when, when I, when I saw him, I said, man, you know um I didn't cry in front of family, but I, I did, I did that behind closed doors, but, but, but to, but to see that, it made me go back to how deep God's love is for us. You know, even, I mean, he's two now, but even when he does stuff, I I, I can't, it's like, you know what, it, 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 that's my son, I, you know, uh, the love runs so deep. I can't, I can't, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't think there's words to, uh, convey the message. I can't, I can't articulate it with just Webster's dictionary. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Not
3: love him because it yeah, messes just- up his-
2: and that's just how, yeah. you know, really, I just really thought about God's love for us. Cause when I, when I heard the heartbeat, that's, it's just, you know, beating so fast that man, he needs me. I got to be there. Let me prepare. Let me, let me start making changes. Let me start, uh, putting things away. Uh, I want to make sure his path is going to be, I know he's not going to always do everything, right? But I said, like, let me just make sure he has everything he needs. And that's what God did for us. You know, he pretty much everything is here that we need already. You know, and I just really it, it, he he depends on me just like we have to depend on God. I was like, man, he's gonna he's gonna need me, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a he's a he's a child, so I have to make sure that I'm in position, you know, uh, to be able to provide for him. You know, and just like us, we have to make sure in order to make sure everything's being provided for us, we have to be in alignment with what God has already set up for us already.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. You said um, there's no way you couldn't love him. There's no way you couldn't love him, so there's no way God can't love us, because we're His. We belong to Him. He loves us so much, and He puts up with us. And even when we decide to go another way, it's like that parent still just waiting for that child. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to stop, stop it now. You'll discipline them, Mm -hmm. but then you're gonna hug them and kiss them and love on them because you want only the best for them. Yep, it's a piece of you. So we're pieces of God. We're pieces of God. All of us, all of creation, a piece of God made in his image after God. We look like God. We act like God. That's really deep, knowing that the omniscient God who made everything and us still wants us and still loves us. And he's not angry with us. You know, we can go our own way. We can make different decisions, decide to go different paths. But God's love for us is constant. It remains. This psalm also talked about God searching us. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. What's your opinion of that?
2: Well, my opinion on it, you know, uh, first of all, we can be so unaware of ourselves and different things that we're doing. You know, we, we don't know sometimes that things are there or, or things are in our heart or, or, or a certain way we may be doing things Uh, because he knows everything about us. He's already told us that in scripture. So we go to the person who created us, you know, I don't know everything about a card. I mean, that's why you have the manual there in the glove box. So you can kind of, okay, let me, let me see. Okay. What's, what's going on with this. So we have to go back to the creator, you know, you know, I got, you know, search my heart, you know, is it something, is it something that I'm doing unawarely, you know, maybe offensive, you know, it's just because well, we don't, we don't know, we don't make good Holy Spirits because we want to make the choices that's going to be comfortable for us. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's just my, my thought process on that. I mean, you know, th- the way he explains that he already knew, he knew us before, before the mother's womb. So you, you have to go to the person who, who knows, uh, you know, who uh knows what's in your heart. And as you
3: try to um get closer to God, you want him to search you, you know, when you're out there doing your own thing, you know, I didn't want God searching me like, yeah, don't, don't look over here. Don't worry about that, you know. Um, but when you want to get a closer relationship with him and you, you desire that you, you want him to pull things out because like Lou said, sometimes you can be doing things unaware and you know, that may be offensive to him or your brother, your sister or whatever, you know. So you want him to search you, search the innermost parts, you know, because, you know, in a relationship like sometimes you can do things and you keep going down a path and you don't know that it's bothering someone until they say it. So or unless you ask them like, hey, is there something I'm doing that's not right or whatever? Mm -hmm. So I just think that um that scripture is That's what came to my mind, like search me because I want to be closer to you. So pull things out of me that aren't like you.
0: Okay, that's good, because uh, when I read that, I used to turn away from it. That search me, oh, God, mm-mm. it's time to close the Bible because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not ready for God to search me mm-hmm. because I'm probably like you just out there doing whatever it is I wanted to do, mm-hmm. knowing right from wrong, but deciding to do wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, nah, God, uh, don't search me right now. Mm-hmm. And then also, because I'm kind of a quiet, private person, I may think a lot. I have lots of thoughts. And so this Scripture, this scripture is actually inviting God to search my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, that's my private part. That's mm-hmm. private. That's private to me. You're invading my privacy. If I don't want you in my house, I'll close the door and close the windows and won't answer the doorbell. But if God, if I invite him to search my heart and know my thoughts, that's really, really intimate. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge step. And I wasn't ready for it for a while. So it took me a long time to come around to trusting God. That's what it was. I didn't really trust him with my thoughts. I didn't trust him with the things in my heart. Mm. I don't know if I thought he was going to judge me, but I was protecting myself. Mm. I was protecting myself even from God. So no, God, mm -mm, nope, time to close that Bible. I don't want you searching my heart. And I don't want you knowing my anxious thoughts. Those are mine.
3: In all actuality, he knew them already.
0: Exactly. (laughs) But I didn't give him permission.
3: (laughs) But it didn't matter.
0: (laughs) It didn't matter. He already knew it. Mm -hmm. But God wants you to invite him in. He wants you to say, "Okay, I give up. That's an act of surrender. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't surrendering. I wasn't ready to surrender. Wasn't ready for him to look at me. Totally and completely, even though he already does, Mm -hmm. but give me my permission to do it. No, that's something different. The psalm says, surely the darkness will hide me. But then he turns right around and he says, no, the darkness won't hide me because night and day are alike to you. So it's like we can try to hide in the darkness. Or do our little deeds in the darkness. Because we don't want things to come to the light. When we're doing things in the darkness, we want it to stay under that concealment of darkness. Mm -hmm. We don't want any light. Mm -hmm. So it's not until we're ready to come out of that darkness that we invite the light in. But just talk about some of the dark places.
3: Maybe it's because I'm a newer mom that I always refer back to motherhood and pregnancy and all that. Not sure. But... When you said the darkness, it kind of took me back to how he said we were formed, you know, in the darkness. And sometimes, you know, like a mother, she probably did her deed in the dark and didn't want that to come out. Mm-hmm. And, but that baby is going to come to light yes. eventually. You know, you, some girls can hide their pregnancy and, but at the end of that nine months, that baby is going to come to light. So I thought about how, No matter what we do in the dark, and like the scripture says, no matter what we do in the dark or the night or the light, it's all the same to God. Like he sees it all. Mm -hmm. So we think we're doing this. Oh, nobody's going to see me. Nobody's going to know what I'm doing. But it'll eventually come out in the light. Maybe not in front of everyone, but God to God. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's all the same. He sees it.
0: Yes. Very good. God sees it all. (laughs) Whether it's day Bright sunlight in the noonday or pitch darkness at midnight. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. God sees it all. Mm -hmm. Night and day, the same to you. Mm. So our God is just an amazing God. Really, he's just awesome. And just look at this psalm and think about him. And we talked about how big he was. And now we're talking about how awesome he is and that he's omniscient. He knows every single thing. That ever has been or ever will be. It's always been comforting to me to know that we were no surprise to God. And no matter the circumstances of our arrival on this planet, God knew we were coming and he wanted us. Whether we were conceived by a married couple or we're the product of a single mother, God still wants us. He loves us. He desires us. And he wants a relationship with us so I am just encouraging you today to know that God loves you to know that God wants you to know that God really 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 desires a heartfelt relationship with you to know that you can trust God to invite him into those dark places in your life to know that he is a very comforting and loving God and he's not here to judge you he's here to love you And he's here to comfort you and to let you know that he's here for you. So just know that God is on your side. Know that you can always reach out to him. Know that he's waiting for you and know that he loves you. So until next time, you be blessed. Hello, I'm
3: Galene, your host from Let's Meet the Author. I want to go ahead and boast about one of my authors who premiered in the first season, Alice Newsom. I have read her book over and over, and I cannot put it down. I have recommended it to my sisters, I recommend it to my mom, to my aunties, and even the male members in my family. Finally, there's a book that talks about the women of the Bible, all right? And also, it gives juicy details about the lives of Jesus' ancestors. The book is called The Sorted Lives of Jesus' Ancestors. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Jesus' family does too. You've got to get your own copy. Go to alicenewsome.com and go ahead and read it and find out all the secrets of Jesus' ancestors. AliceNewsom.com.
1: Get your copy today. You will not regret it. I've been busy. I've recorded an audiobook too. Now, the audiobook is a convenient way to hear the stories of the women in Jesus' family tree as you go about your day. I'm the narrator, and it comes with a special audiobook companion document. Get your audiobook now. If you are anything like I am, then you have a stored collection of stories and lessons. I encourage you to get that content out of your mind, out of your device out of your journal and share it with the world. Enrich someone's life because they are waiting for you. That's a rant. Another podcast is in the books. It's published. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share it and subscribe to get each episode as it becomes available. And please leave a review. Visit my website, AliceNewsom.com. Remember to repurpose and publish. Thanks for listening.